0: Oh you're more than enough Lord, you're more than enough, hallelujah.
1: Talking about? We are the people called by God. Soldiers in a war.
2: What kind of war do you suppose that is?
1: Spiritual warfare? Mm. <laughs> and not just against flesh and blood, but mostly. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Sorry. Mm. <laughs> You can help our friends out at home. What are maybe some signs that they're in the middle of a war right now and they may or may not be aware of?
1: They stop giving. Yeah. (laughs) They drop out of Torah University in the Celestial Realm. We were listening to Pilgrim's Progress last night, and the Promised Land was constantly called Celestial Glory. Isn't that wild? It's just like, how many people knew this already? Were there you prophets know, in every generation? Oh,
2: yes. You know, that <laughs> book was made by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I own the children's version. Uh, I highly recommend the children's version for its beautiful pictures and illustrations. and easy-to-understand version of Old English. Very nice. And it's very short.
1: You ready and, for your celestial instructions of Old English? The before thou, except, except after, after thine. thine.
2: Everyone knows oh, that. Oh. But you know what the name, the name of the book is that published the children's version of Pilgrim's Progress? What? It's called A Becca Book. Oh. That book, <laughs> I rebought bought it um, a couple years ago <laughs> or something, because that was the very book I read when I was a child, the Lord, the Holy Spirit himself taught me how to read when I was three years old so I could start reading. Well, you're going to need to start training early. But um, that was the very book when I read it. By the time I got to the end of it, between that and when I was reading in my Bible, I prayed and I asked the Lord to show me the path of Enoch and the path of Elijah. And I also asked him for the wisdom of Solomon. Because I was reading my, it was between the Becca book and and what's the kids' Bible that I had? It was really the kids' adventure Bible. You know, have you guys oh, yeah. ever seen that one? Mm-hmm. I had With a little treasure, tre- the treasure chest, memory verses.
1: The Holy Spirit taught me how to read through His angels when I was three as well. That's pretty wild.
2: Twins or something? It must and have been an- twins on our angels mothers' Angels would home.
1: physically materialize in my dad's motorhome after he had kidnapped me and mm-hmm. were running from the FBI. And I had a children's adventure Bible. And the angels would read it to me. And I remember the angels fully materialized, physically looking at the angels as a toddler. And they'd be reading to me the Bible. And that's how I learned how to read. True story.
2: That's really nice. <laughs> the first book I ever read, so when I was three, I think when it happened for me, there was like the outpouring was happening somewhere. And... Uh, I was just sitting there trying to read this book, and all of a sudden, as soon as the spirit enabled me, from that moment on I could read every word I ever saw ever since then. No hooked on phonics, no sounding it out, just the ability to read all of the English language instantly. It just came to me. I didn't even realize I was reading because I got so wrapped up in the story.
1: I remember boasting to my dad too after the angels had read to me, saying, like, "I know how to read every word."
2: Yeah, you. So I was like, "I know how to read every
1: we- The same words." We were
2: twins in our mother's womb. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Maybe One other
1: cool signs, wonders. You know, the angels are still teaching me how to read.
2: You're gonna need it They're when you get into the drunken to glory. More, <laughs> more gooder. When you get into the drunken glory. Today, prepared.
1: I was looking out my window. And I had this crazy sign and wonder, where the angels pressed play to screen mirror the Bible on my television, and all of a sudden the television started reading Torah to me.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> the angels are like, "Get over here, child, and get into school." That's exactly what they were saying to me, and it was like, Ooh. "Get to school." You know what they happened? They
2: get pretty. Yeah. The
1: fear of God just infused my entire being, like. Oh, my God, I am in angelic school, and they have taken over my physical realm.
2: They don't mess around. And that's what around. I prayed
1: for, and I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. I thanked them out loud several times. Thank you. Thanks. You know, just keeping us focused.
2: If you're not okay with angels <laughs> constantly bossing you around and telling you what to do 24-7, this is not the path for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> angels boss me around ministries. That's literally
2: how it is. They're, they don't play. They don't. They. Some of them come to play. You guys read the Book of, of Enoch?
1: You know who discipled Enoch? The angels, it tells you. Yep. He went into angelic school and was bossed around and taught by angels for hundreds of years, and there'd be nothing different for any of you either.
2: Amen. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I want to tell you guys too what the that book was. The first book I read. When it opened up. It was a pink book. <laughs> I bet you like that? It was called Cinderella. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Mm. What a loving father we have, yeah.
1: Go in Cinderella no more.
2: Yeah, amen. That's pretty much how it goes. But that book, Pilgrim's Progress, when I read that as a child, I was so wrapped up in that. Especially the part where they go to the celestial city. And the method to get there I couldn't get my mind off of that path what was that other path the angel mentioned um, and how could I walk in it and so I started to look and I prayed yeah I read the word but that's what I asked for was that path and uh, ask what is it written ask and you shall be disappointed because God doesn't really do what he says.
1: Yeah, ask and you'll be <laughs> frustrated and stressed out.
2: And that strife with all your friends. No. And
1: jealousy and competition, envy and strife. and Matter. Ask and you shall go into carnal Christianity, rebellion and greed.
2: Or ask and it will be given to you. <laughs> Seek and you will find. Knock. Oh, that's right. And Enoch's door will be open to you For everyone who asks Receives, except for what was the other What's the fine print Uh, You have not Because you ask not And when you do ask, you don't get it Why? Because you just use it on your pleasures Mm -hmm. If all your god is still your pleasures Literally, I see so many people They fall into this, it's like You'll find them wandering around a mountain somewhere Worrying about where their next ecstasy Is gonna come from, and you're just like Bro, that's like Ten celestial decades ago. What are you even doing with your life?
1: Most of the people that fall away get into some kind of covenant with fear, which is a contract with the demon spirit. And that's why you just, they're not heavily involved anymore. The Holy Spirit was talking to me about the narrow path last night and how a lot of people are deceived in thinking there's other paths. Remember, wide is the path of destruction. Mm -hmm. Many go down it. Narrow is the path to eternal life few find it which means the narrow path is almost singular yeah so when people stop walking with you know the lead apostles and the pioneering realms there's zero chance they're walking with God zero it's not like you can go out there and there's a narrow path out there
0: right
1: do you understand this is what Jesus Christ said so pay attention. Do you understand apostolic authority in Scripture? Paul and John both say, "If anyone is no longer walking with us, they are a curse to hell." You say that in Laodicea, America, right now. They say, "Oh, that's a cult." We're out here. We all have our own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. No, you're in the cult of the wide path of destruction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're no longer obedient to the written word. <laughs> The apostles said, anyone that's no longer walking with us is a backslidden servant of demons, a friend of the world, and no friend of Jesus Christ. And they say it repeatedly. They've become enemies of the cross. Many who started walking with us, this is the apostle Paul speaking in scripture, many who started out with us are no longer with us and have become the enemies of of the cross. Notice it's not just enemies of the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul's identity is what? The cross. Which means determination of the human being. Which means it's not like a human being is taking it personally. It's not like you're accountable to a human being. The human being is an animal sacrifice. Guess what happens if you sacrifice the animal? Like the soul realm that Rebecca was teaching on in the depths of the soul yesterday. It becomes the very throne of glory, guys, for everyone, for everyone. And it's a very narrow path, and it's the very real throne of God's glory. And so there's a reverence amongst everyone who's killed the animal in their forehead and their hand, and God's throne has been formed in their forehead and hand, It's the one true God. You're not dealing Mm -hmm. with a human being in a vessel circumcised of heart Mm -hmm. and renewed of mind. And that's what fellowship is. Fellowship cannot exist inside the human being. That's fellow shit. (laughs) Truth anyhow, (laughs) that's fellow shit. Fellowship (laughs) is the throne of God in his Shekinah glory. So when the glory of God is emanating through the face, the mind is complete. And if there is no renewal of the mind through walking the narrow path, which is the apostolic path, what is the apostolic path? The narrow way. Why? Because Jesus Christ is an apostle. What's apostle in Hebrews? Pioneer of salvation. Which means in order to pioneer, there must be apostolic leadership. So... That is the requirements for all apostolic ministry in the New Testament. Pioneering salvation. Is the individual pioneering? Jesus has covenanted with that person who's set apart, called, sanctified, chosen. 17 years in Arabia, why? Paul chose to be chosen. You think there were other people? What happened to the dude in the book of Acts who had lots cast and he became the 12 apostle? You don't hear about him again. That guy chose not to be chosen. And he's not one of the 12 apostles of the New Testament. Paul took his place because he chose to be chosen because the apostolic requires perfected sanctification for the narrow path leadership of everyone Mm -hmm. ascending to God.
2: Right, God looks at the heart. He looks at the heart. Even though Saul was a murderer and just doing everything completely wrong... There was a sincerity in that zeal for what he thought was right. But once Jesus knocked him off his pie horse, if you will. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this is... Oh, uh, I want to hear how that pop can sounds on the new mic. Oh, yeah. Let's see, so we have Joel's ASMR bar, you know. Hmm. You know. Hmm. Get some nice little sounds going for you guys. At home, if you're too stressed out by trying to get on the moon, just
1: spiritually and naturally.
2: Here you go, you just (laughs) relax. We'll try to up our ASMR game in later seasons, Lord willing. So, let's help you guys chill out a little bit, just kind of calm down, not worry so much. Gosh dang it! If this family doesn't get on the moon tomorrow, we're all gonna scrub the house head to toe. We might die from
0: humidity.
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: it's so humid in here it's like being boiled alive.
2: That's just what, how I like it. I like it like
1: that. pain and suffering. hopefully I'm earning some kind of rewards for this yeah. <laughs> It is so stinking hot in here. there's sweat just beating out of me.
2: All right. We're gonna do Joel's sauna. Joel's sauna bar. <laughs> this is
1: Joel's steam room tonight. Well,
2: you know, I remember Bobby Connor talking about how uh, the Lord was talking to him Not about that choice. sauna that people died in. They didn't do the safety precautions correctly, but the Holy Spirit said, "What did you? What do you think is going on there?" And Joel's he said, sweat lodge. "Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got it, like." We have an opportunity there. I would like to. Some kind
1: of Native American ceremony <laughs> yeah. in here. Well, what make.
2: happened was people died because they didn't do this, the proper safety protocol. And the Holy Spirit was talking to Bobby Connor one day about it. And he's like, so what do you think is going on there? And, of course, Bobby Connor, being intelligent in the way of God knows everything, you know. And uh, we don't. He's like, I, I don't know. What do you think is going on there? <laughs> you know, when God asks you a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer, right? But... Well, he said, you know, the people who were going in there trying to purify themselves. That's why the sin of the evil that was going on there that caused their death was so grievous to the Holy Spirit was because the Holy Spirit knew that those people were trying to purify themselves. But they just didn't know how, so they went to, you know, this, you know, sweat lodge. So, yeah, you know, i thinking, you know, we have some cool stuff in town I've been wanting to try. They have all those different places, you know, those things. People tell us, oh, you should go check this out. This what are those like holistic a, a places? crab place
1: in a pot. Can't even,
2: but you can't even get in because it's booked up for like months in advance. And I'm just like, it's not that much money to it's go, like but it's just like... like steamed
1: crawfish.
2: That's what I'm saying, but... You know, then it turned out, you know, we got to see... They showed us who the owner was, and like, oh yeah, it's a crazy person. And we're like, I'm just like, come on, like, what about... Can you imagine if you had... The, think about business opportunities. Whatever business arena you're called to,
1: the priest could can no longer minister by reason of the humidity. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I can just yeah. hear him in Nairobi, Kenya. And they go, we only have fans and it's 140 yeah. degrees. Hey, that it. might be a at good jump start
2: when we do our, we'll we'll have to raise money at some point to get that AC going over in Take Kenya. Take your jacket
1: off. I can't. Yeah. Have an Take a teacher. whole group
2: trip. Everyone goes to Kenya. You'll see, like, Haven't buns will ready? come in real fast for <laughs> yeah. the. not
1: off the yeah. armor of God.
2: <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, yeah, that that kind of stuff that really gets me. If if imagine if someone was walking in righteousness, someone fearing the Lord, walking the narrow path, being a business owner, you can have things like that where people are coming for purification. They don't know why. They don't know about God. But instead of, you know, meeting their demise because people who serve demons are running the operation, you have God-fearing people who serve the living God, who have done the work and they're not just lazy sloth bums of, you know, uh, Black Sun, you know, false love and Black Neptune and all that lazy, kind of crap.
1: slothful... Christian But who have
2: done everything to the standard and everything is following the safety protocols correctly so people don't die in there. And then you might have a chance to introduce them to the presence of God. Imagine that person prays over their whole property. They're walking in power and authority on sapphire stone, so literally there's no demons allowed in there. They get whacked off of them when they walk in the door, and then, bam, angels minister them. They got a whole operation. They got a, they got angels ascending and descending. They're tapped into Jacob's Ladder. People are getting ministered from, to angels who have been waiting for something to do. Who have been sitting in heaven with no job that the prophets always talk about and complain about. Because people don't go up and get them.
1: Laying around, good for nothing, holy so, angels.
2: They want a job. Mm -hmm. It's your job to give him a job. Did you know that? Did you know? Do you know? This is what- this probably falls into that category. I- I always assume that people know these things by now if you've gotten this far. How and where?
1: How do you
2: get- how are you gonna get more angels assigned to you? Do you know how to do that? Do you know where to go to get them? Have you talked to the angels in charge of the protocol over that? Do you want more angels in your life? What are you gonna do with them? Does, do, you even, do we think about these things, right? Like I'm
1: good with just one.
2: Just one angel. Just one <laughs> angel. <laughs> it's <crazy>. great. <laughs> I'm just gonna slack off with the few that I have and piss them off every day and, he, he's <laughs> and make my he life hell. And
1: frustrated this <laughs> all <the> time. Just. <laughs> he's waiting to get back to God. Just I'm to question him angels. why he's even here.
2: Yeah, follow, I ever, have
1: done okay. to deserve it.
2: <laughs> was <laughs> it because be assigned, I almost? Was it because be I thought about signing with? Was, was it because I for I a half second no thought, thought about God. signing with Lucifer? You know, <laughs> is that why it's I thought
1: about joining <laughs> Lucifer. <Yeah>. He's punishing <laughs> me. I assigned me to <guy>. this Christian
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: for eternity. That's
2: how I think. You know. <laughs> Anyway <laughs> that's not funny.
1: It's pretty funny.
2: It's pretty funny. Anyway, I just want to say a big thank you to all the angels uh, here watching over everyone who's watching online. We appreciate you guys so much. We love what you do. You're amazing. You're worthy to be praised for your efforts and, and yeah, you we're, deserve we're
1: watching. We're like give it to glory
2: to Jesus and the Jesus
1: gonna. We're gonna, gonna holy angels
2: you. are worthy to be praised. Hey, you know what? Proverbs thirty one Proverbs thirty one woman Proverb and by Proverbs thirty one woman I mean generically everyone who thinks they're Proverbs thirty one woman and all their uh-huh. Mother's Only Day if coming she up.
1: Buys the field. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: if they're worthy if they deserve to be praised, I would say how much more the holy angels who are online for us every day doing what they do. We love them. They're awesome.
1: They're internet they're, angels.
2: Internet angels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's real.
2: Do you know what do you know what a Proverbs thirty one woman is? For those of you who, mother's day is coming up oh
1: yeah
2: are you gonna get buy the proverbs 31 jersey get the or the proverbs 31 morning devotional everything that's cool instagram yeah, posts
1: that'd be good for the beast store the, the name <laughs> the jersey. proverbs like, the number 31 except
2: for making like a linebacker jersey with <laughs> this comes with the shoulder pads included <laughs> just in case you need to sack something that's really cool <laughs> Well, the reason I'm talking about a linebacker, I've been thinking about linebackers and quarterbacks because I got curious one day and I asked Jesus. I was see- I could see him one day, so I decided to ask him a question. I could see him in the sapphire stones. And the thought never occurred to me really to really ask him like that. I said, how did you do it? I kid you not.
1: It cooled down. I feel like the angels are...
2: Attending to you.
1: They're uh, fanning me. Thank you. Yeah, I felt like it cooled down like five degrees. Oh, amen. You
2: see that? Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Worthy to be praised. They're Lord, over there praising angels. Heresy. The glory <laughs> is so profound today.
1: I am just so fried on the glory cloud. This is such a wonderful day of victory. I've been wrestling on Netza, a Berea of Yetzirah for three weeks against yeah, all kinds of terrible wicked demons and Black Venus is no places. joke. It's nasty. Oh, man. I think
2: at that level they say there's different levels <laughs> where like uh, Venus is always a trip, man. Um, as you go up to the different layers, one of them it's like all black Venus, the other one it gets more subtle where like half of it's black and, and you know half when of it you isn't.
1: when you break through by your perseverance in one thing only, the light of the word of God. That's the only thing in any world, any elevation of degree of going from glory to glory, the only way I've ever seen a person break through is by the light of the word of God. And here is the evidence that the light of the word of God has broken through your soul. Where there was warfare, now there are holy angelic attendants. Holy angelic attendants. So so we're wrestling on Netsa, which is Venus. And that's where all the false love is and the lust and perversion. And...
2: Babel... So not for you because you're already perfect. You've already conquered all the sapphire stones. We're not talking about y'all, you. We're talking Babel about like, everybody the great, else.
1: Right. <laughs> Babylon the Great is all the potent sorcery and the maturity and there's <laughs> yeah, ten forms, ten kings. And mainly what you deal with is called augury. And I mentioned this the other day. I want to teach on this because augury of the augur mentioned in the Torah of Moses is one of the main things satan as a sorcerer and his trained sons and daughters in the black sephirat which is black kabbalah which is a very very real thing that you do with in all diabolical mm-hmm. politics and religions and it's the main thing they do that i've noticed and i've never had an expression or a terminology even though i've studied the occult and dabbled in the occult as a child and god delivered me from tremendous witchcraft and from All of that I never understood exactly what we're dealing with until this week. And I would not have you unawares, it is written, of what the enemy is doing. The enemy is doing augury. A-U-G-E-R-Y. Augury. Now, augury of the auger is a form of divination that uses sorcery to control animals. It's the manipulation of animals, okay? Mm. This is where it gets crazy. In the New Testament, if you are not formed in the divine, it says you are in an animal form, which means you are a vessel of an auger. Mm-hmm. Oh, image just, bearing, yeah. It's going to mess you up. I
2: heard the Spirit say, <laughs> mentioned the verse, it said I'm bearing the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles. So there's your Bible verse. And don't for think
1: for a second it's not Christians, because mm-hmm. most Christians yeah. are in They're
2: augury,
1: like in augury. Why? Because the Bible says it's the mark mm-hmm. of the animal in their forehead and on their hand,
2: mm-hmm. which means
1: you're being manipulated by the sorcery of yeah. augury.
2: That's true. And they say, well, what about the sorcerers? Why aren't they image-bearing? Okay, y'all remember sapphire stones? Oh, they
1: are. Okay. They're image-bearing, too.
2: sapphire stones, you've got <laughs> one unrighteousness. Imagine you've got one unrighteousness and then another one that's like uh, the wickedness. So you know, you've got the different mountains, the mountain of the Lord, the mountain of Esau, okay? Well, Esau, we'll go into that later, but as you go up, you confront the image bearing in your soul, so you deal with those images, those gods, as you go up on sapphire stones, so you deal with it, you choose not to serve them, and you die to self, you go the way of the cross of Jesus Christ, which is death to the self, the self-life, the self-nature, you you stop bearing the image of birds birds, beasts and reptiles. Now the sorcerers they go up they have demonic contracts so they don't bear the image of lower things mm. they get higher animals yeah. uh, they, their goal is to be bearing the image of a dragon, a celestial dr- dragon. Mm. So the higher up you go that's why what's the birdman yep. so like bird you like man. like I'm a birdman I'm a fly of the Eiffel that's tower That's a nickname that for
1: the head of the French yeah. mafia in Paris mm-hmm. birdman.
2: Yeah, so they're like, oh, I fly so high, and blah, 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 so... But they have contracts, so instead of se- self-sacrifice, it is the Christian narrow way. You sacrifice the self-nature to go up to be like Christ. Now, if you're in sorcery, you sacrifice others. It's way easier than self-sacrifice. Under them. Yeah, you sacrifice others. So now they're your uh, human-animal sacrifice. Now, there's different um, things in the occult they'll do, like... they'll say, okay, well, they're going up higher than that rank of animal. Let's say they've ascended to winged serpent Mm -hmm. level, uh, and they have a contract there. That means every demon with those images below that level are subject to them because the demon they serve is a higher rank. Mm -hmm. So, they're under that demon's, you know, protection, which is not really protection. Uh, But it's all fear-mongering and power trips. And so basically what happens is you've all people in between the Tower of Righteousness, right? David's Tower Bathsheba's neck, right? The Tower of David, the Way of the Cross, and then you have Esau's mountain of witchcraft and magic and sorcery, Balaam, Laban. Esau all that-
1: was a witch.
2: And yeah, there's they have they have written history too about where they used to go into the mountains to Uzzah and azael I think in the mountains in the east. Uh, but they would take them and learn. That's how red magic got passed down through um, Balaam's line. And it's, it's the anti-Moses anointing basically. So you have these two different sapphire stone towers going on. Uh, so let's say you've got righteousness over here and you've got wickedness over here. If they're up in a high place with a higher ranking animal than what you're at currently, you're gonna need to be walking in grace. That's the only thing that protects you is grace. Now if you're in, the, in between it, that's the valley of decision. Mm. You're just religious. You don't know about righteousness, cosmic righteousness. You're just afraid of stars, and you attack anything that's higher than you. Or, you know that this stuff is over here is evil, but you don't know anything about it. You just know they're evil, and ah, but nothing you do changes anything. They rule over you despite your weeping and gnashing your teeth. And you're basically just their puppets, their dogs, their sheeple, and you're their human animal sacrifice. That's it, and it, let that enrage you if it makes you mad, because the only way you're gonna overcome them is go up in righteousness on sapphire stones, and so you get to the heights that they're at, but you in righteousness, in true sapphire stones of self-sacrifice, the life of Christ, for me. I feel the Holy Spirit. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm getting warm. It's getting warm. I'm beating up. He's adjusting our There's a
1: Christianity based on animal impulse, <laughs> and they think it's conviction.
2: Woo! It's animal behavior.
1: <laughs> All those out there that are not disciples of the inner man, God inside-minded, their discernment, which is unrighteous judgment, okay. is based on animal impulse, which means their higher-up demonic ranking overlords, according to the unrenewed mind, tell them what is good is actually bad in their forehead. That's why you see 200,000 people tune into this generation's apostles and immediately mm-hmm. weep and gnash their teeth and call it the devil. It's because that beast in their forehead is overlorded by sorcerers or augurs.
2: No, here's the thing. The problem is, even if you bear the image of a beast, even if you get to be a clean animal image-bearing, it's still an animal. Well, what do they do with the clean animals? Uh, Daily
1: sacrifice.
2: (laughs) Well, listen to this. The man shall kill the young bull before the Lord. So this is basically what we do. If you go into Leviticus, the man shall kill the young bull. What they do, again, let's do um, sorcerer's tower over here. (laughs) we'll do righteousness over here. Hmm. You're just an animal down there. You're trying to clean up your life. So you resemble a clean animal. You're not into the alligator, you know, bat feces and all that. You're not like really bad. You're trying to be a good person. So you have the appearance of a good animal, right? You haven't transfigured. You haven't transformed in your spirit, your inner man. Maybe your spirit is just really baby. So your soul just looks like a clean animal. That's kind of like... Like
1: Mary had a little lamb.
2: Literally. <laughs> so what they do, since they're working in unrighteousness, they use demonic revelation taught to them by Uzzah and Azael, right? You can read about them in the book of Enoch, who taught all the red, sorcer- red sorcery, black and white magic that's been going on for thousands of years. If you're an animal in that valley of decision or just in religion, and you're not up in an elevation on the mountain of God in righteousness, they are gonna. They, you're eligible for them to use you for animal sacrifice, which means uh, kill you, get you sick, cause accidents. Literally, the, their demonic priesthood is reading. If you go through the book of Leviticus, they use the word of God as a dead letter. Say, oh, technically God said this, mm. and well, you're bearing the image of that animal, so we can use you as that animal or the people, the population, right? They see the population as. You know, the cattle, the basically like livestock. And we know this. It's They'll been use ex- Leviticus
1: mm-hmm. to sacrifice millions of peoples for their wars. Yep. That's what high-level sorcery is. Now, you need to understand seed wars, the genealogies of Scripture. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the twelve tribes of Israel, Israel Laban, Beor, Balaam, and Janus and Jambres, And these are the seed lines of wickedness and righteousness, and there's nothing in between. So, righteousness hates wickedness. Wickedness Mm -hmm. hates righteousness. The issue is, you get into righteousness without mixture, you will continuously be victorious. The problem is, is you're full of mixture. So, we need to expose the mixture of the enemy, pretending to be God, and here's how you do it. The enemy allows the animal to live. Mm -hmm. Okay. The generations of Abraham sacrificing his own son, Isaac, metaphorically, he did kill him. It is written, like God gave his son, Jesus Christ, so did Abraham completely and totally offer up Isaac, his son, to be sacrificed. It is written. So it means that we don't allow animal forms of any kind of image bearing, good, but perfect, But it's a little lamb! Acceptable. It's a nice,
2: it's innocent little lamb. The
1: lamb dies daily. I die daily. <laughs> Okay? You could be a white dove. What does the Bible say in Leviticus? Two there's a, turtle There's dogs. a dove offering. Yep. The dove dies too. The dove dies too. Amen?
2: Not my dove. Oh. Your
1: doves die. Your <clears throat> lions die. Your bowl. eagles die. Every single mm-hmm. animal form. I don't care how Christian prophetic you think it is. If the it eagle dies. If it doesn't die daily, <laughs> you're not walking in okay. the correct speed line the enemy's seed line says now that I'm in this form that's acceptable according to scripture I don't need to die they no longer pick up their cross they're no longer following God and so there's no longer any sacrifice
2: right if the worm the caterpillar the animal the flesh
1: that's the evidence the enemy's sorceries have completely taken you over and you're gone you're backslidden repent and kill that animal form of any image bearing no matter how good bad perfect ugly horrible it is it don't matter if it's an image-bearing mm-hmm. in this universe, you're commanded to sacrifice mm-hmm. it daily.
2: Yep. Taking out the trash and offering the burnt offering. If it, if it's, if it belongs in hell, take it to the Gehenna trash pile, pile by the River of Fire. If it's a nice, clean animal, pure animal, bring the best of that and sacrifice it on the Golden Altar. So, that's, you know priesthood and then the apostleship like you know with Moses and Aaron it was watching over the people okay well where do we put our feces that's an actual question right well what do we do with our you know what do we do with our feces <laughs> someone they had to be told you that's know that's what
1: the lake of fire is for
2: outside the camp right out go you're gonna need to go to the bathroom outside the Praise camp.
1: God for the lake Wait. of fire that's your, <laughs> that's your sewage tank
2: <laughs> the septic the holy septic system so, where are we going to put our trash? Think about trash disposal. All those things of being in a fallen world, trying to follow God through his leadership, they had all kinds of different things to, to think about, to talk about, to figure out. Cases, you know, don't murder, don't steal, how to treat each other with respect read the Torah, you know, study, follow God, follow Moses, follow Aaron, poop outside the camp, like bare minimum, like, <laughs> at least poop outside the camp. Well, in the, the final camp. quest,
1: all the Christians are allowing the familiar spirits of religion mm-hmm. to defecate on their heads, right, and they so thought it was God's anointing. That's
2: And that's actually the current situation. Creation,
1: the charismatic Christians, mm-hmm. in the final quest, you're dealing with this every day, right. they thought the defecation and urination of mm-hmm. demons was the Holy Ghost
2: and don't think that's not you watching right now you're like oh that's not me I've been watching Joel's bar I've been bringing the- up <laughs> I type I'm telling you so many of our people even the last couple of weeks smelled like straight piss some of you already know this and you're even washing but that's what I'm saying don't think stop thinking them somebody else only you got it, it's got to be what is written wash. we need this, a savior we need a savior you're yeah.
1: never too good or too obedient to say, mm-hmm. oh, I don't need a savior, you need it mm-hmm. more desperately as yeah. you grow in Christ.
2: Amen. <laughs> Amen. But it's changing the mentality to always default to somebody else, somebody else. Oh, that's them. That's out there. That's our court. Okay. That mentality helped you to get from God outside minded, bewitched charismatic Christianity iniquianity to God inside mindedness. That's great. That helped you. But you got to let go of that now. Otherwise, why is that important? Otherwise, the same thing will happen to you that happened to the people who got into tongues who came out of the evangelical Christian church, right? People who got baptized in the Holy Spirit. What do they stay on? A lot of times they just harp on that one thing. We have the tongues and they don't. We got it. They persecuted us. We're the ones who have it. We got it. They did this to me. And all it is, is they did this to me. They tried to this. And all they can focus on is we have the tongues. They don't. Now we have the tongues, and she's like, "There's so much more than that."
1: I like the tongues. We love the
2: tongues. I love the tongues. <laughs> we love the tongues.
1: <laughs> we have these Southern Baptists, you know, you know, make fun of us for being wild, drunken, glory, charismatic. I don't
2: believe in the unicorns. And they
1: don't like that are the, in the tongues. Bible. They don't like the tongues. You know what's like interesting tongues, about yeah. that? People with the tongues. Joined with the people that Who don't like, don't the, like tongues the tongues against. in unity against us.
2: Right. That's how you knew it was pretty severe. <laughs> that's when you
1: know it's a really high ranking realm when even Pentecostals mm-hmm. and Southern Baptists come into unity to attack red letter ministries. Yeah. By the tens of thousands. And on top that of that, it. some of the God in-
2: inside minded drunken glory people persecuted us. Oh, here. yeah.
1: Yeah, we've seen it yes. all.
2: That's So that's what I'm saying is. So you got to keep killing the animal. Keep going. <laughs> Because if you ever become the becomes... only common
1: characteristic of all those people that turn on their apostolic mm-hmm. leadership, and most of those people at one time I introduced into new realms of God, but then they got into some kind of form that they mm-hmm. weren't willing to kill, as it is written, they have all become the enemy of the cross. That's what the Apostle Paul says. Everyone that no longer walked with the apostles in the New Testament had one thing in common. They were no longer willing to sacrifice. Okay? That's exactly what happens. They're no longer willing to sacrifice money, and especially mindset, and whatever image they're bearing. So that's when the augury is complete in you, and you no longer are willing to make progress against the animal, which means you're no longer a priest. Now, in the New Covenant, if you're no longer a priest... You're no longer saved. Truth, in Which means there's no longer any salvation for you if you're not crucifying the demonic realm. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. What is the violence that advances the kingdom of heaven? The killing of animal forms in the invisible world of shadows, even angels, all of it. Did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? What are you asking the angel? Was he crucified to death? Are you operating through the crucified one? Remember, fallen angels don't operate mm-hmm. through the crucified one. Mm-hmm. That's where they were defeated at the cross. Right. So that's what ultimately, when you're testing spirits, you're making sure they're operating mm-hmm. through the slain lamb, the slain mm-hmm. images of animals.
2: Now, because of that truth, some people would say, oh, well, if that's the path that Jesus took, I'll just stay in that and not have to confront the enemy because... He's already overcome them, so I'm not going to have to deal with it. Well, that's not how it works. Jesus' father was perfect, right? You you had an earthly father, so it's in your DNA already. So the only way you're not going to deal with it is just live on the earth and then die and then go to heaven.
1: Those are the ones that say we no longer need our swords. We We put put our swords down and we just throw the peace sign. But you notice, instead of using their swords against the enemy... All of them turn against those mm-hmm. still growing in Christ. Right. That are still carrying their swords. Right. And they become enemy warriors.
2: So in one aspect, you have uh, the wickedness, the, the sapphire, the false blue sapphire stones of wickedness, the appearance of Lapis Lazuli on, you know, the sorcerer's side. And then you have righteousness, cosmic righteousness on the other side. So in one aspect, it looks like you have two mountains and that valley of decision in between. in one dimension. Yeah. And that's true. But on the inside of you, it's all all the, the wickedness of the sapphire stones, the fake ones, the shell, the covering. What is circumcision? It's the removal of foreskin. Right? Those are the celestial cosmic foreskins over the true sapphire stones. But it's already inside you. You were birthed into sin. You were born into sinful flesh. Sinful DNA. So at a... a, a Lower, like, a deeper than DNA level, you have those wrong sapphire stones working in you. So if you want to get, you know, through Black Venus to go to your next level or whatever, you want to get on the moon and be established there, (laughs) you want to get on that sapphire stone, what's going to have to happen is you have to deal with all of the Black Moon inside you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have to... The, now, the great thing is, because people are going ahead of you and confronting principalities, you're not going to have to deal with a lot of the cosmic rulers and the high places. You're just going to have to deal with that part of your personality inside of your own DNA and whatever familiar spirits you have or regional spirits. You'll
1: deal only with self Instead and very of with, little mm-hmm. of demons. Yeah, But self is almost too much for people to even deal with. They'd rather be ignorant <laughs> instead of crucify their self-nature.
2: It's a completely different story when you have, you're have you dealing with it on the inside of you. And in addition to that, the cosmic realm of the entity, like the fallen demon god who's in charge of that, that's something that the apostles, as we're pioneering this, those are the things that we deal with. We wrestle with those things. Now, God gives us grace to do that, and there are great rewards for doing that. But first, you want to be able to at least be able to handle circumcising what's going on on the inside of you and so that's mainly the majority of the dealings that you have is what's inside of you and what you're dealing with inside of the others around you your family, your friends, your co-workers, stuff like that. Familiar spirits, temptations.
1: You know circumcision of heart is a riddle because no one's actually going in there with a knife and chopping you know your heart up in pieces mm-hmm. and killing you. So what it is is the cross. It's the cross growing in the soul. So, this is why people say, Oh, well, it's just the circumcision on the eighth day. I'm not circumcised every day. It's just once. You don't get it, man. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about the crucified life, the cross getting bigger in the soul every day. If the cross is not getting bigger in the soul, Jesus is not expanding and transforming your inner man. There's no growth. That You're wasting time in worthless idolatry which Mm -hmm. is external things that have no eternal value which is the definition of madness and folly that we need to pull everyone out of into practicing wisdom that does what kills beasts and builds wisdom like pillars where up into the menorah of the second heavens, which is the original design of the light of God, the government of day and night, sun and moon, righteousness over the earth, governing lights. He didn't say there was anything wrong with starlight. He didn't say there's anything wrong with sunlight. Exact opposite, Genesis 1. He said that light was good. You realize that? He even called that light Shekinah. He called moonlight Shekinah. He called sunlight Shekinah. He said the beams of the sun would be the healing of your souls, Malachi chapter 4. So I'm telling you now, we have often had a Gnostic (laughs) demonic understanding in our earthly demonic Christianity where we don't go into the promised land of being a government of moon and a government of sun and a government of stars. See, what's the opposite? Star worship. Star worship is absolutely forbidden and the dumbest thing. Star worship is what you get into when you get into darkness, and you can be in ignorance and be a star worshiper. What are the two sides? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Laban, Beor, and Balaam. Okay? Laban, Beor, and Balaam, all star worshipers. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Yadhe Vavhe worshippers, or creator of star worshipers. What's the difference? One became the government of sun, moon, and stars. The other one is to be devoured by that righteous government and no longer exist. They are the wicked that are to be consumed by the government of day and by the government of night. Our job is to take dominion over the lights now. All the corruption you see in all nations on earth, especially in the government, which is everyone's complaining about all the corruption in the government, do you realize it's because the star worshipers, which is what sorcery is, which is what Freemasonry is, and all of the the first world nations, they have Switzerland, Germany, all Scandinavia, all the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, United States, they're all sorcerers, Freemasons, star worshipers, working in a stolen light spectrum to take dominion over animals that are ignorant of how the heavens work. It's augury. All of it is augury to keep the nations in animal form to rule them as vessels of their dark lights. The truth is, and it sounds dark light, anyone could see it. No, it's dazzling light to one deceived, but it's dark light and darkness to those illuminated by the Word of God. That's why scripture says true light has come into the world, but they hated true light because they thought that the light in them was God and goodness, but it was actually darkness. Beware that the light in you is not darkness. What light is that? Demonic star light. But it's not the star's fault. It's a neutral territory that is to be used as government. That's why you have demonic star government. What will be the end of that demonic star government? Righteous star government. It has to be in the stars. It has to be original design. It has to be the fulfillment of the law, Jesus Christ Messiah. It has to be Genesis 1 reality. That is what we need to transform our nation right now, to empower those who love Jesus, those that want God to take over our society, those that know religion is deception, those that know the control and the communist agenda, the fascist agenda is a demonic assignment to take away freedom okay you can know that but understand the solution is only in the stars and unless you're willing to pay the price through crucifixion and the narrow walk you'll never make a difference in it you'll never make a difference unless you go there and experience what it takes to transform and take those realms back from the enemy amen it's called standing on the stars. Walking on the stars. It's walking on streets of gold. What is walking on streets of gold? It's walking over the ability to create through light. Okay? It's walking over the stars. is walking on streets of gold. Truth anyhow. Which is walking over the idolatry of light's ability to create in the natural realm. In the earth. Most people submit to That's what idolatry is. How many of y'all know the curse of the fall is idolatry, which is coming under the creation instead of staying over it as a creator. Adam completely bore the image of creator perfectly. But instead of staying a creator over the stars, which is government, he came under the stars And the fallen angels took their places over the stars, one third fell, and they've been using it over the earth, ruling it through idolatry ever since. So in order to flip and reverse the curse, there has to be an ascension to walk upon the stars.
2: Ascension.
1: That's when the confrontation becomes real with enemy forces and you learn wisdom through experience.
2: Hey, ascension. You guys are going to ascend, yeah. It's going to be great. I wanted to show you guys this picture. I want to show them the watercolor picture. Because I was talking to the Lord about this, and we were kind of looking back. This picture I drew when I started to wait on the Lord a lot more frequently, and I learned how to travel in the Spirit. And in my travelings, I was asking the Spirit to lead me. This is a little cute watercolor picture. Very technically detailed and advanced. I know, you know, it's probably like a 8.99 watercolor kit from like you know Michaels or something like that. Uh, <laughs> from eight Michaels. Eight-year-old
1: about <laughs> an eight-year-old skill level.
2: But I'm telling you this, I painted this because this, <laughs> from oh. paint from Michaels. That's pretty good. <laughs> from Mike paint watercolors. She water me her
1: watercolor Ooh. painting, yeah. and I said, "Oh, that's so adorable." you draw that when you're a little kid she's like i just drew it last month
2: <laughs> so i like this one i'm very <laughs> proud of this picture <laughs> look mom look at people glory be proud of me mom okay and uh, so i painted this but i was trying to paint Great what grace. i saw and i wanted to show this to you guys because obviously not for the prowess of the art skills but because this is a picture of an actual realm that exists. And what's important about this one, and why I wanted to share it with you, was this is the first time I ever saw the pathway of righteousness. Is it? Like in an actual vision.
1: And it's a palm tree or something?
2: No, it's the staff of the sun is what I oh. thought it was called, but it turned out to be the sapphire stone that goes up into the sun, like the rod of Moses. I was calling it the sun staff back then. <laughs> Because I saw it. It looked like, an, I couldn't tell if sunrise or sunset. Enter the
1: kingdom through little kids' paintings.
2: Yeah. So I thought, I talked to the spirit, and I thought it would help out some of you guys. Because if you can have a visual, even if even a poor quality visual, <laughs> this is a picture of an actual realm. I traveled in the spirit. It looks like, it couldn't tell if it was sunrise or sunset. And that's, as we know now, after the master class and training, that's about the divine chariot of revelation. <laughs>
1: Mastery Masterclass from watercolors
2: from <laughs> eight ninety nine Michaels watercolor kit to masterclass training in righteousness the small beginnings I don't despise it I treasure it it's really good so oh I want to show that to you so you can burn that into your memory and then you can, when you close your eyes I'm sure you have a much more powerful imagination you know you can images are powerful because you can use that as a springboard to go there and so one of the things the Spirit highlighted to me. Because you know what you know when people are doing something, like what I do now is not what I did then to start, right? What I do today is not the same thing that I did to get started. It w- it was a lot of waiting. I still do this too, but it was a lot more waiting on the Lord and practicing stillness and reading the Bible out loud. Uh, you know, I would write my little notes and things like that, putting the Bible in your eyes and ears. Those some of the similar things. But I would wait on the Lord and springboard that to travel in the Spirit. And I've got a really old video on how to travel in the Spirit, like for beginners, and it's really easy. And so, you go with the Holy Spirit, ask Him to take you there, you want to learn righteousness. And even if you spend time just at the base camp, there, at the very entrance of the door, that's a great place. I spent some time there, so hopefully that will help somebody, uh, to get on the narrow path if you're not walking in it you can go up
1: so adam named the animals and jesus christ kills them all (laughs) think about that but in the new in the new covenant we do it spiritually in the old testament they did it physically
2: Right. I want to go to the zoo sometime so like nobody go kill the animals like <laughs> I do want a nice day at the zoo, no one misinterpret that please
1: I know the heart of God <laughs> is to raise up mature priests that understand the sacrificial system of the new covenant to constantly use their sword righteously against everything I mean I've even heard in the charismatic church that you don't use your sword on each other just on the enemy the sword is the word of God. You're saying, don't speak in the spirit to one another? This is like the highest level of the glory stream of the charismatic church is teaching crap like that, you guys. Mm-hmm. That there's no fellowship. Jesus Christ said, I speak with the sword of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So it's like we've literally stopped up the mouth of God because it's too harsh mm-hmm. for our condition because we are we really are ignorant of the new covenant priesthood. Mm-hmm. We need to learn how to supernaturally kill images of animals in all forms Mm -hmm. all day long using the word of God as that happens the main problem out here people want to preserve their form nonsense man, we want to terminate the form because we want more of Jesus Mm -hmm. Jesus cannot be killed a second time, Hebrews, it is written Mm -hmm. which means everything else can be killed, everything can be shaken, it is written that can be shaken Jesus can't be shaken problem is, is, most of your life is not Jesus, so how much of the Word of God can you handle until it exposes, there's hardly any of God in your life? And you allow the Word to shake everything, and the Word takes root only in the born-again spirit, in your spirit. And don't think it's a small little mustard seed just buried down in your belly that I barely can feel. It will be your entire existence, head to toes, your spirit is soil from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. You have spirit from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Truth anyhow, which is soil for the word of God, which means there's all kinds of stuff that gets slaughtered head to toes. That's how you get upgraded. The only way you rise on sapphire stones is you learn how to be priests of God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I will make them pillars in the temple of my God. Who? The ones that are priests. What's a a pillar? Something that holds up the tent, the tent of meeting, or the new covenant. Or the existence of God's manifest presence in this world. And the Bible says it's only given to the priests of God. And a priest of God is one who understands the sacrificial system of new covenant animals. Which is, you need to understand augury. If you don't understand augury, you're not going to understand the New Covenant Priesthood. Now it's written in Torah, and it's written in there a lot. Study agar in the Torah of Moses, and you'll begin to understand why the beast of Revelation is so severe, because you're learning how to be priests to kill the animal forms. Now you have the same enemy, which is all the forms, which is being stagnant in Christ, and you'll learn how to terminate the animal constantly. While there is a natural realm, while there is a universe, don't just think, oh, it's, it's going to be this quick thing. We're going to be doing this for hundreds of years. We're going to mature people into the priesthood of Melchizedek that learn how to slaughter the image-bearing of birds, beasts, reptiles, and sheep, lamb, goats, and acceptable sacrifices, and burn up the ones that are unacceptable. Literally, the Bible says everything will be tested in fire. That fire is a sacrificial system, an altar. It's not just like going in your backyard and burning fire. It's a sacrificial altar of fire for animal forms. So until you learn how to burn them up in you, you'll be frustrated trying to apply it to the animal form that your consciousness is stuck in in your current level of animal understanding. If you can burn that understanding, am I going to get any more? Yes, you'll get more. Understanding comes from the Word of God taking root in the spirit that God has placed in you. So why do people not grow in the priesthood? They don't recognize the soil of their spirit to receive the word to have a different form when the one they're bearing burns. That's why you must believe God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. What's that? You get a higher form after you burn the one that you're yoked to right now. Amen? Amen. A lot of people are not willing to sacrifice their farm because they have no faith. A lot of these Christians have never even stepped one foot on the altar of the New Covenant to burn and kill animals. So it's like a foreign thing, even the New Covenant priesthood. I'd say to the majority of Christians right now, it's not Christianity what you're involved in. It's not a sacrificial animal killing system like the New Covenant prescribes. What you're involved in out there is Full blown occult witchcraft. It's religion. It's demonic. It's taking New Testament knowledge and applying it to the self nature. You can't be more lost than taking the New Testament and applying it to the dead part of you, which is the Adamic and the Eve nature, and not terminating it. That's why so many enemies are produced from New Testament teaching. Amen. Until we learn what the Bible is for, our understanding will be animal and not angel. Which means the more New Testament you pour into the animal, the more of an enemy of the Holy Spirit you'll become. Mm -hmm. Until you use it in the Spirit, with the Spirit, Mm -hmm. who conceived you in the womb and birthed you and reared you, we will be separated from God by our own Christianity.
2: Christianity
1: is what separates you from God.
2: You need to be razor sharp, accurate with the word of God, not despising small beginnings. The human animal fallen nature, the sinful nature is really extreme in that, to either at once put the sword down altogether and just peace out, I'm just at peace with everybody now, or they'll pick up the sword and start killing each other in the spirit of murder and say, well, i got to kill it, I... I've been murdered like this, so I'm gonna murder you like that. Well, how's the evidence what's the evidence that you're actually doing it correctly? You go up, sapphire stones. So that means there's a whole lot of incorrect usage of the word of God going on everywhere right now. And it's all it's it's wrong, there's rebellion, there's sin, it's abuse, it's every horrible thing. Yes, it's horrible. And then people wonder, why don't people want to go to church? Um, hello, because you're either Like blasphemers, or you're just goofing off and rebellion, and just, I'm just every, I'm okay, you're okay, we're all okay, or you're abused emotionally, verbally, and sometimes physically abusing others under the pretense of religion. And people wonder why nobody's coming to church. Hello?
1: Do you realize scripture (laughs) says in Revelation to come Mm -hmm. out of earthly Christianity and not participate Mm -hmm. with it at all? That repentance in this day is to no longer participate with earthly Christianity and begin to participate with the narrow way in heavenly Mm -hmm. Christianity? What do we do with fellowship? You should be fellowshipping with those who have risen into the heavens. And they know each other by their fruit. And I mean, I know it's a pioneering work. It will be made plain to you. Mm -hmm. Once you raise a standard, all the other standards burn. Which means you'll be surrounded in no time. If you actually go up, it'll burn all the blockages up. Noah raised a standard and judged the world. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Anytime you rise, this is why only the pioneers are going to have the great rewards. Because they're burning up all the blockages. What does the Bible say? The Pharisees blocked the people from entering mm-hmm. the
2: heavens. That's why if you attack the pioneers, a lot of times you lose your rewards. You lose your destiny. That's why... That's just, it's how it is, and you know, God's doing a great work in the earth, and what tends to happen again with the human, unsanctified, uncrucified nature is to attack and murder others. What's really great, um, check out The Twelve Patriarchs, Uh, that book, Christopher Glenn has it on his channel, it's really awesome. Take a look at The Twelve Patriarchs. Those ones when they got older, why is it that they did not attribute their actions and behavior towards Joseph as doing God's service. They understood they were not in God's service. Oh, well, didn't it have to happen to Joseph? Aren't they just, they were just living out their lives? No, that's not true. Look at their confession and their testimonies before they died. Every one of them, they confess and confirm that is a sin against Joseph. And I've talked to the Lord about this uh, before. There was a better way they could have had their lives. They'll have a, a glorious forever inheritance, yeah. but what they could have had, like, then on the earth and, you know, in the future, it could have been so amazing if they hadn't treated Joseph like that. So it's just, it's one of those things, how you treat those people who are pioneers of salvation affects your destiny, like, you're eternal. Like, your inconsequential seeming actions towards others, especially if someone's walking in righteousness. Joseph was called the Righteous One of his generation. How his brothers treated him, even though they repented later, they lost a lot. They lost a lot. God's really merciful. But when they came to the end of all those things, in their whole life, they acknowledged their sin. It wasn't just them doing God's service as a necessary part of what Joseph had to go through. That's not even true. But some people think like that. So be very careful and mindful. Especially with this group, people are starting to walk into righteousness. You must walk in the fear of the Lord and honor and respect and kindness and in love because your judgments against them in your heart, in your mind, or with your mouth, and especially with your actions, all affect and determine your permanent rewards and your outcomes. Like, you're like, oh, well, what is it? Just one mistake? I wouldn't test it, to be honest. I wouldn't test it. How much of God do you want? How much of the reward do you want? A lot of it comes down to how do you treat the righteous, and how do you treat the sinner?
1: It's absolutely life and death right now, and people don't have much fear of the, of fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's not a healthy, safe mm-hmm. place where the Laodicean Christians are at. Mm-hmm. And the charismatics are completely Laodicean, because in order to not be Laodicean, you have to be sun-sealed mm-hmm. in Song of Solomon 8 reality. You have to have a celestial understanding of Scripture angelically. You have to have an angelic mind called the mind of Christ. If that is not your state of being, it is a dire condition. There needs to be a desperation. What should be our reaction to our condition? Desperation. I mean, if we actually understand what we're dealing with in reality here... We are desperate like beggars for bread for God to feed us and raise us up constantly because the situation is so extreme. Babylon the Great is an extreme place. And what they do is they put delusion on the mind to water it down that it's not that severe. It's not that extreme. It's not that way. You're fanatics. You're fringe you are too emotional about all these things this is not as extreme for my family as it is for here in red letter ministries i tell you the truth it's the same for everyone in the whole planet every house every family it is life and death right now between the maturity of abraham isaac and jacob seed line and laban beor and balaam seed line and most christians are in the valley caught between the two. And every day of ministry, I see people lean towards the occult. They lean towards the bewitchment, a form of Christianity that comes from the demonic side. And they just go away. And you never see it. There's never repentance. There's never any humility ever coming from their hearts ever again, which is the divine nature is dead in them. Jude says of those people, they are twice dead and there no longer remains Any salvation for them, and the fear of God's gone, and they'll never say it's that extreme. And there's this is where Laodicea snuffs people out. And you need to understand that the arch enemy of the ascension and the resurrection, this generation is being lukewarm. Lukewarmness is a mockery towards being truly resurrected in glory, fire for God it calls those things too extreme. And it's it's a healthy place to be. I tell you the truth, zeal for my father's house must consume you or you'll be consumed by Laban sorcery. Now Laban sorcery was an imprisonment in slavery. He was a child of God, Jacob, predestined fordane for to be the the head of families of God's generations through whom the Messiah would come but he was enslaved under a sorcerer for 20 years who used him for his own personal gain. That is right where the Christians are now. This exodus is not so much like Moses and Israel under Egypt. It's not like that. This exodus is all the believers like Jacob under Laban. And you're ignorant of the augury of Laban and the ten sorceries of Laban. The Bible says that Laban had an understanding of all the sorceries of the fallen angels. All of them. He was a master sorcerer. So when Jacob overcame all the sorceries of Laban, which were all the sorceries and the abilities of all the fallen angels in the heavens, he said to Esau, I have come from Laban's house. And it shocked and put fear into Esau to not attack him. Because when you overcome sorcery, you overcome all the augury and the ability of the natural dimension. And that's what this generation must do. That's what your enemy is. Your enemy is your. you have Jesus in you. You have an inheritance in Christ. And it's humongous. It's the whole universe. But you have to come out of Laban, in Mm -hmm. order to have that inheritance. And what Mm -hmm. happened after he came out of Laban? And all that imprisonment of slaving for Laban? He met his brother, Esau. Mm -hmm. And there'll be a confrontation there. And you'll overcome Esau. Then you come into the final resting place of the promised land. Then you become the government of day. Then you become the government of night, which is fire by night, cloud by day, living in the above realm, Isaiah chapter 60, riding upon the high places, eating the inheritance of Jacob. For who? All those yoked to Messiah who didn't unyoke themselves. Temptation nowadays is to unyoke from Messiah as you're overcoming all that is in the world and all the world that's in you. And all the human being that's in you. And all the sorceries and auguries that are in you of bearing the mark of animals and beasts on your forehead. According to the Bible, Christians only can bear the mark of the beast. What? Revelation 1? This book is to the kings and priests of the earth. Revelation 1 says this book is to Christians only. Meaning only Christians can bear the mark of the beast, which is the unrenewed mind. The Romans chapter 8, the carnal mind that wars against those who have taken their spirit and hollowed themselves in their heart and minds, circumcising their hearts and minds by the cross, getting bigger in them, and have waged the good Christian warfare of terminating the animals, which is learning how to be priests. Amen. Then you deal with all this stuff, and you have an understanding of scripture, and it's not locked in its seed form. It's not locked in a carnal minded earthly teaching. It becomes rev- reverential and it becomes, what's the word? Revelational. It becomes revelation. It becomes wisdom when the beasts are killed. And so we're killing beasts and we're mixing wine. What is the mixed wine of the killed beast? Someone who is drinking the wine of understanding having overcome the animal temptation. So there's always rewards for practicing the New Covenant Priesthood. You know what the rewards are? God has intensified Himself inside you. And you will never have peace. You'll never have peace in any other thing in this world until there's more of God in you from being New Covenant priests. That's the answer for everything. Jesus Christ fully formed in us. How? Apostolic High Priest. So just one apostle? No, Jesus inside one body of Christ. And Jesus is one. Which means you will have the Apostolic of Jesus, which is the High Priest, fully formed in all your hearts and minds as you learn His ways and sacrifice your ways, your strongholds, your thought life. You can betray the Lord And have terrible loss simply from thinking thoughts in your heart. It's not so much as being just overtly anti-Christ as some are. You can be subtly anti-Christ just by simply being in disagreement in your heart. You can murder Him. You realize that? This is a time to cleanse our thoughts. The Bible says the Word of God judges the thoughts and intents of the heart. Until the thoughts of our heart are so slaughtered that we're never in disagreement with the Holy Spirit, the truth is, we're not in a safe place. Oftentimes, our thought life is anti-Christ. You need to put your thought life, because that's the new covenant animal you're killing. You're not going out here and killing external animals. You're killing the internal animals of your thoughts on the altar of the cross of Christ. And until you learn how to do that daily, your thoughts will be Mm -hmm. demons. And your thoughts will lead you astray. Your thoughts will water you down. What is Laodicea? It's being ruled by demonic thought life, which is animals of the spirit Mm -hmm. world. It's the invisible world that has dominion over you through Mm -hmm. manifest thoughts.
2: A lot of times that manifests uh, in unrighteous judgment. So at this point, everyone has faults, everyone has things that have not been circumcised yet, but God looks at the heart to see where they're making progress in rising. Rising to him, you're doing the work, you're making progress, you're sacrificing to the measure that he's asking you you to daily. But oftentimes, these sinful thoughts will manifest, especially towards leadership, you'll notice, just because that's the demonic playbook, right? If you, all you knew was you look at, look at your familiar demon's playbook next time, he's telling you what thoughts to think. It's like, let me see that. You know, oh, what does not next to me? If you're thinking these thoughts, you have familiar demons around you telling you these thoughts don't come from just what is leadership?
1: That's a great point, Rebecca. What is leadership? Leadership is one who's more skilled in sacrificing invisible animals than you. That's all New Covenant leadership is because it's a more mature priest. New Covenant leadership is simply one who is a greater more skilled priest at killing invisible animals. It's very simple.
2: So typically these thoughts will manifest around leadership like Moses, Aaron, things like that. What do the people do? They grumbled against Moses. Did you bring us here to die, you know? <laughs> or, you know, what happens in modern days is you'll see in you know, apostles like us who lay down their lives every day wrestling these crazy, you know, demon gods There's nobody here to answer the questions that we have except for God himself and the angels and what's in the word of God. Like, there's no extra help. The only help that we usually get is someone who actually knows how to pray. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's why prayer is so valuable. Mm -hmm. And so on top of that, a lot of those what tends to happen just because it's in the demonic playbook. It'll be the unrighteous judgment towards people who are rising and sapphire stones, fault finding, or that's why a lot of times you'll notice it's like, why don't you guys talk about the current problems that you have or things like that? It's because uh,
0: we are. you almost, we definitely are. you
2: know, it's one of those things. And you'll notice this <laughs> when you start to rise on sapphire stones. Most of the people who used to be able to help you in prior seasons, as you start to go up, they can no longer help you simply because of those unrighteous judgments and thoughts toward you. If someone stays humble and loyal and just they pray for you, doesn't matter their elevation they could be all the way on the lowest rung with
0: yeah
2: uh, but being loyal and humble and obedient and caring and love their prayers can open up the heavens and and give you the help that you need even if you're at the very forefront pioneering and that's powerful i value that more than someone's like oh i got up this high i'm like okay how long have you been there (laughs) like are you what are you gonna do it's like it's still if you use it for selfishness
1: for the pure in heart that the father has
2: for yeah, the pure in heart, for the pure in heart, and those are the people. Even if they rise slower, they'll make the biggest impact overall. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't go up fast. I'm just saying, you have to keep. We always have to keep in mind what's really important to the father's heart, so that we don't get stolen from, so that your destiny doesn't get destroyed. But what typically happens, again, just because it's in the demon playbook, is those unrighteous judgment thoughts towards people who lay down their lives, who are doing much more dangerous things in the cosmos to pioneer. And wrestle things that you'll never probably even have to see. Um, that, you know, like the Levites who, some of them would die in invisible wars. Some of these have Levitical blood on them. Like, the wrestling some of those principalities in the cosmos. Uh, the Levites, they worked in the covenant that they had at the time. Some of them did die in these invisible realms by these invisible demon gods. And so they have Levitical blood on them. So it's kind of like... You know they have a, they're real prideful about their head counts, but
1: because you'll die in invisible wars. Yeah, it was something that God. So said to the that's Levites. why
2: God doesn't really look on it kindly <laughs> when you're like you know it's strife towards leadership and yeah you know the leadership they're not going to be perfect people, but if you're murdering in your thoughts, that's why it's like, as you start to rise, be really careful and selective who you ask for help or to pray for because typically if you bring to the table what you're dealing with. If it's, you know, people who aren't rising or something like that, it's just a lot of times most people, just to be honest, they're only going to judge you and like, well, well, I'm doing good. It's like, yeah, you're not dealing with this stuff. It's only judgment towards you instead of help. You're not really helping. And
1: they're in the church all just nicely dressed and like. Well, my life's good, and there's Paul stoned to death.
2: And it's like, you might come in one day with, like, bloodshot red eyes, you know, from, like, the <laughs> pressure of this new demon god. Don't have the download. Sorry, I wasn't exactly perfect. I didn't get the full picture on how to do this thing yet, you know? <laughs> but it's, it's like, you gotta learn as you're going. There's just... There's there's no other help. The Lord is, is, is the only help. There's, there's nothing else. It's not something you're gonna find online. You're not gonna find it in a workbook. You're not gonna find it in a... 30 days of prayer and fasting with such and such you a leader. might find it
1: in 30 minutes in hell.
2: Right, and and by that, it's like 30 minutes of wrestling something. You're like, all right, right,
1: twenty-nine if, minutes. if in I hell. don't
2: get help from the Lord, this thing will actually, you know, could kill me or things like that. So you learn, but that's what I'm saying. You don't understand, most people don't understand that kind of a pressure. So as you rise up on sapphire stones and you're dealing with those things and even the stuff you deal with in yourself, Don't expect the people who helped you in prior seasons to be able to continue to help you. Most of the time, it's best just to kind of keep it to yourself. Or if you have a friend that you trust that's walking in sapphire stones, they can help you with the way because the animal is always going to misunderstand. And it's not going to be helpful. And all you're going to do is heap on more. All it does is when you tell them what you're dealing with, their familiar demons opened up to start attacking you. (laughs) So now it's like you were getting attacked. Now you're getting attacked from all sides. Don't listen
1: to Job's friends. Yeah. Which means don't listen to your friends. Hallelujah.
2: Oh yeah. Amen.
1: I tell you what as you go up Mm -hmm. in understanding you learn how to love people when they're dealing with their junk. Become like God a mercy seat because Mm -hmm. you've dealt with everything in existence in this world. And so I feel like the correct response to tonight's message and what God wanted to say was that everyone would sacrifice their thought life afresh. Yeah. So, right now, let's everyone just close your eyes and imagine the golden altar before the Father's throne. And we just freshen anew, place all our thought life on the altar of our Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, angels, please take the sacrifice of the thought life and judge it on the altar and burn it afresh. Hmm. And we ask for an impartation of God the Father's own thoughts. For I know the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Let them be imparted into everyone's heart. Let them spring up like spring flowers inside the heart and through the whole mind. In the fresh thought life, the fresh manifest presence of God the Father. And all of His ways and thoughts become our ways and thoughts through impartation and continual sacrifice of ourselves for more of Him. So the sacrificial system is always just making room for the new of what the Father wants to bring through you and I every day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory. I bless your thought life with the thought life of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the seven spirits of God in heaven and on earth, raising you up. The resurrection is where? Into the thoughts of God.
2: Mm-hmm. And don't be like Job, who was afraid to confront Balaam. Amen.
1: Amen. Glory. We'll see you guys tomorrow. you like to give a sacrificial offering. Maybe your thought life has been around finances and withholding and fear. How am I going to pay this light bill? Sacrifice a fresh offering, renew your covenant with God through offerings. If that's you, let God speak to your hearts about how much you should offer, whether it be tithes. A teacher who teaches the Word of God is worth double honor, it is written. I believe that also refers to double financial support, a double tithe, which we teach the Word of God faithfully every day that is totally biblical and totally righteous. May you be rewarded for your obedience and God bless your businesses, your finances, your health, your house, and your angels Please. and your hearts and your minds with all that God has for you in Jesus name.
2: Amen. I've seen for some people too. just take a nice, nice relaxing trip and just inhale to the realm of the fluffy bunnies of heaven and just just take a break from all of those concerning thoughts. Just enjoy the fluffy bunnies of heaven Hopping around, so soft and fluffy, so nice. Oh, it one's coming <laughs> over here. Just ascend into heaven. You can just lift up your hands and breathe in and breathe out and just don't think. Just go up.
0: Drink. Oh. Don't think.
2: And spend some time with the fluffy bunnies in heaven, <laughs> just in the nice paradise sections of heaven, just real light and easy. Just, just take some time to pet the bunnies, hand feed the bunnies. That's oh, so nice. And just relax and enjoy your father's kingdom. Sometimes you just gotta take a break from all that, okay? You're loved. You're loved by heaven. And you're loved by us.
1: Love you guys.
0: good.